0: Welcome, Hunters, to the Hunter's Hub. Uh, this is your host, Fortwan, uh, and joined by co-host Haru. How you doing?
1: And the award for most Jeff Keelys featured in a video game goes to... Death Strand. <laughs>
0: <Yay>! <laughs> and joined by co-host Morg Daddy. How you doing? I'm absolutely tickled sour. Just doing great. <laughs> great. Uh, so we're a gaming podcast born of the monster hunter community and we're going to talk about some things today um safi jiva the new uh elder dragon siege dragon added to iceborne uh finally
1: they're too pure they are born of the force
0: <laughs> third week in a row talking about this thing but now we actually get to slay it um or at least some of us did mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh the VGAs and a little bit what we've been playing um, and before we get into all of that thank you Wolfie Mellon, for the music and um, let's get started with the the video game awards um, personally I'm a big fan of the video game awards uh, I think it's important for us to sort of recognize the developers in you know as, as much as they try in these things obviously there are a lot of corporate commercials and that kind of stuff um, but I understand the justification that someone has to pay for it because it's not all going to come out of Mr. Jeff Keighley's pocket either, uh, even though he sort of – it's his, like, baby at this point. Um, but, yeah, uh, so the v- the VGAs, did you guys watch or you catch highlights or what, what happened? I watched the things, you know, pre-show to end the whole live stream.
1: I skimmed because it was really painfully – bad in the speeches, and, like, so, so filled with commercials. It was three hours long and changed, so, like, oof.
0: Okay. Uh, Morg?
2: Yeah, in the time that it was going on, I just kind of, like, was checking Twitter, heard rumors about Monster Hunter getting a nomination, and then I just kind of swapped back to uh, watching JoJo and uh, StarCraft games. So... I don't
0: think it was a rumor that Iceborne was nominated. Like, they they tell you which ones are nominated on the announcement, and it's on Google. You could actually vote on Google.
1: Um, It was nominated for Best RPG, not Best Ongoing Game, because the Game Awards judges definitely, definitely, definitely play video games.
0: They do. I guarantee. And
1: know what they're talking about.
0: (laughs) Well, the judges, the people who put those nominations up there, uh, they are, you know. Uh, podcasters like yourself like kind of funny games uh, people in the industry themselves developers and publishers uh, so it's uh, if you I think you can get to it from the website to see how they select these people um, but yeah it, it is basically not a th- complete people vote there is one uh, award that is completely 100% controlled by the people um, and that was, they called the Fan Choice Award, uh, just for, like, favorite game by the fans. Um, funny enough, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses won that. Oh? Uh, I don't know if you guys caught that, because that was one of the one of the few, or, or let me say, one of the half of the awards that are quickly glossed over. Um, I don't think they even talked about the nominees for RPGs. They just said which was the winner of the RPG when it also won... Like, best uh, narrative, I think. Like, they're just, like, also winner of best RPG, which wasn't.
1: You know, they're really pressed for time with all that uh, time they have to talk about Fortnite and that Samsung ad, also. It's very important. <laughs> <Gotta> <laughs> well, make they have to pay for it.
2: Man. Come on, come on. Got
0: those credits. That's rolling. the thing, though. They have to be able to pay for this, like, big event. And they.
1: Oh, I'm sure they're paying for it, and then some.
0: So. Yeah, they have. I mean, like, look, I'm not a hundred percent like apologist for the show, but like, I really like it. I think it's a good effort to show, you know, like what like what developers have done over the year to sort of celebrate what's been going on. And there's 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 been some really good, um, you know, moments in the game awards, like the the Iwata tribute they had the year he passed away was really you know touching and strong and. You know, stuff like that. There's a there's stuff like that almost every year, uh, where they do. Uh, I feel they do a really good job of, you know, trying to uplift the developers and the games and just sort of celebrate what we have as a community, kind of like what the uh, uh, Oscars try to do. Uh, but but you know, in the end, like you say, it it ends up sort of being a popularity contest. But there were some surprise winners today or, you know for this award show and i was pleasantly surprised by a few of them and kind of meh on some other ones um but hey i mean that's kind of how award shows go we have our own opinions and sometimes they don't match up with everyone else's <laughs> um so uh, so like there was a there was a decent amount of reveals in this one i think maybe they kind of focused on this a little too much uh Keely was like, hey, don't worry, don't go away. We got all these re- new game reveals coming up. And, like, um, I kind of wanted to be there for the awards more so than anything, but I'm not sad about reveals.
1: Um, is there? Would you say that the reveals came fast and or furious? <laughs> Ooh.
0: That was a weird one. Um, I do like uh, Vin... You think? That, I do like Vin Diesel's... Uh, uh, Awkwardness with the mic. He was like, they keep telling me not to bend down, but like I'm so tall and like that
1: was amusing to me. that's real that's real pain. <laughs> oh, just little mic stands.
0: <laughs> um so that was a little bit weird. Uh but one that surprised me and I was like, Oh, oh shit, I'm getting this game, uh, was uh eater and I I love the reveal of this game. Did you guys see this?
2: I'm gonna have to
0: actually look at that up
2: on YouTube right now. <laughs>
0: so uh, while you're doing that, I'm gonna describe a little bit to the listeners. So they talk so like they they talk about like. Um, humans kill like 10,000 sharks every year. And it shows like a, like a bunch of sharks with like, a, like a red line over them. Like, Oh no, the sharks died. And then like, but sharks only kill five humans every year. And they show like one by one, like a human, like basically falling apart from like bites out of them or something. And it's like, and it's time to even the score. and Boom. Comes on the music. <laughs> the shark just tearing through people. And I was just like, okay, this is cool. So it looked like a fun game.
1: It, yeah, I know there's like an asymmetrical multiplayer game that's out on PC that it's like divers versus sharks and like one person plays it. it's like a whole oh Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, this is straight up like arcade like destroy all humans like just kill people. Like Oh okay, my that god. Yeah, it's the sassiest sure. game I've ever seen. It is so cool. So like Whoa. they talk about like there's a there's actually an EA produced um I can't remember the name of it, but I actually had it on my phone for a little while. It's like Shark World or something like that. It's like a 2D version of what's happening here, um, but like, I, I don't think EA is doing this game. I think um, when they talked about it, and a lot, I think that's what confused some people, this game has been showing up at the PC uh, event for E3 the past couple years with some updates, and they're like, I didn't see a release date? I think it's next year, but this is also
2: coming to Switch, and... I
0: think I'm going to be eating some humans on, on Switch as a shark.
2: Definitely me as well. That that part where the guy is, like, air guitaring the shit out of that catfish, that was the most bizarre thing I ever saw. And then he just, like, throws it back, and then there's just the shark just going, oh, just like, waiting <laughs> yeah. for it, like a dog waiting for a treat. I'm like, oh, my God. And then it's like a swordfish yeah. just comes out of the water, and then the shark just bitch slaps it with the tail. Get the fuck out of here. Oh,
1: so it says at the Game Awards, that trailer was, I don't think it was an announcement trailer, but it was announced for PC and Xbox, or not, uh, PS4 and Xbox on May 13th, or May 22nd, mm-hmm. and Switch later on that year.
2: Okay. I think it's
0: well, worth waiting for. I'm very, uh, very into destroying boats and eating people. Uh, you get to evolve and upgrade your shark. So like the shark gets like armor and like lightning powers what? and like horns and it's like oh my
2: god <laughs> I want sharks with
0: freaking laser beams attached to their head. Like it it's just it's the it's the kind of arcade craziness that I I love to just kick back and play sometimes. Um so that reveal was like pretty good. Um the the one of the other new trailers they showed now this isn't a game reveal we knew this was coming um but it was kind of like surprise at the end uh i don't remember how it went but i know that it ends with travis touched oh oh it's like uh this little uh little alien dude it's like I want to be your friend. And then, like, this little boy sends off his alien. He's like, I'll come back 20 years later. And he's like, okay.
1: Yeah, it was like, foo was the alien? It was like, Damon. Like, oh, boy, Damon. Yeah. I sure am an E.T. power. And then
0: he comes back in this, like, giant spaceship and just starts, like, destroying the Earth. And he's like, my friend, I have come back. I saw that superheroes are popular, and I am the superhero. Doing that kind of thing where, like, uh... The, like I I there's been a couple things that have done this but like hey I'm the superhero and I'm gonna create the problems and look like I'm the one that fixed it, uh you know like uh Spider-Man Homecoming did, uh Megamind, <laughs> like a couple other movies, um, like and I was like oh okay that's interesting and then it's like you just see this motorcycle whip by and power slide of course it's Travis touchdown and like. You're not a hero. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man, I love it. I've always loved uh, the No More Heroes uh, games. Like, I I will never... Have you guys played No More Heroes 1, like, uh, to
2: completion or even beat it? No. But, I mean, like, this game reminds me of... um, I can't remember what the name of the title was because I rented it from, like, a video store or whatever. Um, where, like, you could play as the alien invaders or whatever, and, like, me and my cousin, we were always getting, like... Destroy death lasers all humans. Here. Yeah, death lasers and butt plugs and stuff like it, just shoving up probes up people's butt. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: Destroy All Humans. That's Yeah, that's what I referenced with uh, the shark game. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God, yes. What a great game.
1: Yeah. um, But you are playing as the human. I mean, that's just, this is just the trailer that establishes the villain's motivation. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. I don't... So Well, motivation, it's, it's it's just like an edgy anime villain is like, I'm evil Yeah. Right.
0: Uh so like uh No More Heroes is a series about Travis Touchdown, and I don't I don't know if I played two or I don't remember two, but I remember one a lot more. Um, where Travis Touchdown is sort of like this flashy comic book nerd that like is also an assassin, and it's like this crazy anime like logic. It's just nuts um but his weapon is a lightsaber in quotations actually one of those like radeon led bulbs
2: oh my god
0: (laughs) yes um and you have to shake it like essentially jacking off to charge it back up between fights and stuff it's just (laughs) it's just insane and just Weird and it's like pure teenage humor, um, but
1: how did Nintendo let that get
0: published? Oh, dude, it was intent. It was so shocked. Miyamoto, it was a Wii exclusive. It was a Nintendo exclusive.
1: (laughs) I'm so shocked. Miyamoto didn't go like, "Mm, uh, actually, you need to change the uh, motion to sort of like drawing a circle with the sword (laughs) because when you're you think you're recharging energy, you want to have the motion of of swirling energy. In that very obnoxious way that Miyamoto explains game to mechanics to people.
0: <laughs> I don't agree with you on that part. I actually like when Miyamoto talks about that kind of stuff. But, uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It, it, no, it was very raunchy, uh, of a game at times. And he's, like, in love with this, this girl who's, like, leading him on during the whole time. But, um, the funny part is... So, I'm gonna spoil the first game for you guys, uh like he's fawning after this girl and he's like, okay, we're finally going to do it. Mm-hmm. I've beaten the last guy. And then, uh, she's like, Travis, we can't do it. And he's, he's like, why not? Because I'm your sister. And he's like, what? And then like, and then he's like, no, 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 this can't be it. I don't have a sister. And then he starts talking about like your father, but blah, blah, blah. I like, it starts talking about this really complicated story we didn't know about. And then all of a sudden you start seeing some arrows pop up on the top of the screen. Like someone hit fast forward on the VHS and it started getting that lines through and it's like, <laughs> I died laughing. It was just like, Oh my God. And it gets to the end. He's just so dejected. He's like, so what I get out of doing this? And like... Oh, it was just so hilarious. Uh, um, actually, I think in the second one, you're still trying to be the top assassin. I don't know if they've talked about the assassins guild or whatever. it's very, anime logic of a story in that aspect it's like some secret organization
2: that you don't know about and blah, blah, blah.
1: i feel like there's going to be yeah. like yeah i've seen that I feel like I mean there's going to be some
2: guy who's going to be like a how it should have mm-hmm. ended where he just kind of like slaps the chick and is like bitch i don't care what you have to say we're moving to alabama just <laughs> racing down there <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in terms of reveals i think uh Probably the biggest one was the um Xbox Series X. Oh yes. Yeah. That was the uh the the block as it as it is. Uh,
0: my brother and I called it the trash can. The Xbox trash can.
1: It does look a bit like a plastic black. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe they got inspired but... from all the people downplaying and saying, Yeah, Xbox is trash, Xbox is trash and then you know That thing is big. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Dude, that thing is big, though. I mean... Like, did you guys see it? Like, the size comparison with the controller? Assume the controller is the normal size of a controller, right? (laughs) It's like the PlayStation 4 standing up and stacking three of them side by side. It's like, what? (laughs) It's like, it's huge.
1: Yeah, the, um... I'm not sure how that would work for, like, cooling, but I think the design, like, the aesthetic of it will work well for them, because... Obviously, the weeded pretty well, and people liked the look at it. Of looked it looked
0: like it had the cooling at the top of it, so it was expelling the air upwards, which, you know, make kind of sense when you say like yeah. hot air rises.
1: But I'm just worried about the surface area because, of course, if you have more surface area, you can cool easier. Yeah, I'm, I don't. Whereas a cube is minimal surface I'm area. I'm not gonna lie; right.
2: like it, it looks like one of those outdoor ornamental potters that you see at like show homes <laughs> like those stupid blast, uh, like stupid black bins that like you see like all those mm-hmm. decorative ornamental flowers that people stick in with like the dumb sticks and the plastic it, it it actually looks bad it actually looks really really bad it
0: was uh it was kind of funny though like <laughs> i mean like it's obviously going to be you know a very powerful system a lot of people are excited for it um like i don't I don't think I'll be getting it, um, mostly because I don't. It, I mostly follow where Monster Hunter goes, and Monster Hunter still seems to favor PlayStation. So, you know, whenever we see whatever that next Monster Hunter game is, um, that'll be when I make my decision.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll probably hear about. I would have to assume we'll probably hear about Monster Hunter Six somewhere around like holiday twenty twenty. Because they usually announce it uh, like a, the prior year to launch in the next year, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm i not even sure what we're going to have next year. Because, like, if they don't do something, like some update, some expansion, some side game, they've broken their streak. They've broken their 15-year well, yeah.
1: streak. so they cheated, a, they cheated a bit in the past, but yeah. who, who knows? Yeah, I mean, um, they kind of did, with yeah. With Series X, they showed uh, an announcement trailer for... Strangely, um, uh, Sayonara Saga: Hellblade Two, or maybe that subtitle is in the wrong order. I have no idea. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was Senua, but like I'm, I, I could be wrong. I haven't played.
1: Yeah, you're probably. Uh, right.
0: I haven't played the first one. I own it. Actually, I own it on Good Old Games. I got it on sale for like five bucks. Um, and I do intend on playing it at some point, but um. As like uh, we were talking before the show, it's kind of weird b- that this is sort of like like a big like hey, this is gonna be on you know on X you know series X and I'm like, cool, that was a total like indie game like not even two years ago like wh- they went far. now granted, the developers are develop used to be developers of another company and they'd split off on their own.
1: So they're not like yeah. It's um, Ninja Theory. They're known for um, they've worked under publishers. Yeah, under contract, and they made um, Devil May Cry, DMC, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, Heaven Heavenly Sword. Yeah. So Hell Hell Blade was sort of yeah yeah
0: <laughs> following suit. I feel like it's <laughs> a bit of play on word. Very
1: simple pun.
0: But. Um... This is when they struck out on their own. Self-published, actually, even. Uh, and did very well. Um, they ended up w- being nominated for five things at the Game Awards two years ago and uh, winning three of them, uh, which included... Um, I had I had the webpage up. There it is. Uh, the, and
1: also, the game was good. Yes.
0: Uh, they won Best Audio, Best Performance, and Games for Impact uh, because it's a lot about mental health. Um, and that's... Really cool. Like it's really cool to see this sort of like get the trip. Now it's gonna be like a AAA treatment on the Xbox, like a full turnaround, I guess.
1: Well, yeah, the um, their Kickstarter sort of build the game as a AAA independent game, mm-hmm. or like a short AAA game, or something, something, uh, with that sort of language.
0: Right. And I also heard that um, a big reason why it won for audio design was just the insane way they play with the audio if you're wearing, uh, like headphones and stuff, like you'll get like stuff whispering in your ear and like crazy, just crazy good audio design. So at one point,
1: I- yeah, I heard they use 3d audio for, for that. And, um, I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. That sounds very, unpleasant. Yum. uh,
0: one of these days I will play it and I will report back how unpleasant it is, but <laughs> cause I do own it. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, I'm just such a scaredy cat and I, hearing things behind me and playing games in a dark room right <laughs> unnerving um <laughs> so um there there is there any other reveals
0: that stood out to you guys or like for me the biggest one was the shark like <laughs> I was floored by that um I loved it
1: I mean there's a pretty trailer that shortly became an uglier trailer for new world which is some weird mmo amazon publishing. oh
0: yeah i forgot about that one that will look kind of neat um but then i was like okay well i'll never gonna be able to play that because if you look at the end of the trailer you see that little game with the little smiley face at the bottom the amazon symbol for the amazon stuff oh yeah yeah i know so, what you're talking about so that's gonna be exclusive to their stuff and i'm like well i guess i'm never playing that <laughs> like, but it was just a trailer. They didn't show any gameplay at all.
1: No, yeah, the game's, like, already out or in beta or something. There's a bunch of... It just looks like a very generic game, but it was pretty at the beginning of the trailer yeah. with, like, the super, like, overly, magically lush woods and the... Yeah, the life and death. Uh, the the treant deer, basically. Yeah,
0: like, I wonder what happened to all the life stuff. Like, they just sort of, like... And then corruption and da-da-da. Like, but... They kind of showed it being pretty even keel between the deer and the the rock bear, like.
1: <laughs> it's uh, it's a zone, and the MMO is like, it's like the night elf zones in WoW, and there's the <laughs> blasted out, bombed out zones. Anyway, it's not worth talking about. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, there was there neat.
0: was one more game. I don't even remember it. I just know I thought it was Civ Six the whole time, um. But they talked about some sort of dynamic avatar, um. Which I didn't think was really all that great, but like, it seemed interesting to be like some sort of um, tactical, like civilization game uh, that wasn't Civ Six, but looked a lot like Civ Six. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what it was, but it was interesting to sort of play like a more customized version of what that kind of game could be. Um, but that was very little information on what that game was, or. I don't know, I think it's PC. Like, I I didn't see anything else that was on. Um, But that was interesting. Um, Morg, did did anything catch your eye that you saw on your own,
2: or no? Well, I mean, uh, not video game-wise, but uh, as far as movies go, uh, anybody who likes Keanu Reeves, guess what? John Wick Chapter 4 and The Matrix 4 are now scheduled to come out the same day! May 21st, (laughs) 2021. Double
0: feature! And
2: then... The week before that, Bill and Ted's
0: Adventure 3. Oh my god.
1: They're gonna... I'm making that up, but they are making I wish. No,
0: I no wish. Way. No, they are making the number three. They've talked about it. It is happening. It's this. I was making a joke that it was gonna happen the same week also.
1: No, I mean, either Matrix or John Wick is gonna get pushed a week. There's no way they launch against each other. We'll just both lose money that way. Mm-hmm. Because they're helmed by the same actor. Anyway, <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I'd like to talk a little bit about the awards. Um, so we talked. Uh, one of one of the points I have here is that Iceborne, um, so Monster Hunter, got nominated for Best RPG, and the winner of the Best RPG, which is sort of announced alongside something else that they won, um, which is you know the game was looks pretty cool. I didn't play it, um, so I didn't really know. Um it was like best narrative I think or something and and also best RPG at the same time and it's Iceborne just wasn't even shown as a nominee it's like the one category they didn't show all the nominees hmm. which was very weird um so I don't even remember what the other nominees are for best RPG like that was that was sort of like that's been kind of a problem with the game awards in general and you you make the you're not wrong when you make the jokes about it's half commercials. There's a lot of commercials. Um, so they tend to skip through some awards they don't feel are important. And it feels odd that RPGs are like they're a huge genre in video games. And they've been a huge genre, like since like the rebirth of video games in the eighties. Like hmm. <laughs> Um I don't
1: Well there weren't many big RPGs this year. And, like, it doesn't even matter, because Iceborne shouldn't be on the RPG list, because guess what? Everything else is a better RPG than it, because it's not... It doesn't have much of a story. <laughs> I mean, it has a story, but it's not like a... Well, RPG uh, doesn't... A, a, role, a robust role-playing game. But RPG
0: game. doesn't necessarily mean story.
1: It, RPG nece- doesn't necessarily mean anything, it's such a nonsense well, it's genre. True. It's true, it's true, but it does making these it does have some things that go with it. kind of weird.
0: Yeah, you know, like it's more more a genre based on mechanics nowadays than than like first person shooter that's kind of a weird way <laughs> to categorize something and it's the way we still do it it's like oh here's your perspective and you shoot things it's like but couldn't you like that's why we get like first person slasher and like yeah. Yeah, name, naming right, of but, genres in general is kind of bad. But anyways, so that...
1: Destiny and Diablo aren't RPGs, even though they have RPG elements. Yep, yeah, so it, it's not determined mostly by the mechanics.
0: That, I mean, I would totally put Diablo in an RPG. It's
2: an action RPG.
1: Yeah, but it's called an action RPG. It's not an RPG.
2: Okay. but So would determined. a date sim game be am so, uh, uh, um,
1: a thousand percent a different award. Category. They don't have an action RPG. Let's not get into this debate. They don't
3: <laughs> they don't have an dumb. action
0: RPG. They have an action adventure game award. Um <laughs> which uh was which was also glossed over, which was interesting. Um huh. I forgot about that. That that was glossed over too. Um and that was like one of the bigger ones I thought that they would talk about. Uh but I'll, I'll talk about why when that one got glossed over a little bit later. So um, the awards themselves, for the most part, are pretty cool to see. Um, it's good to see the acceptance speeches. Uh, sometimes, sometimes they're kind of weird. Um, the one of the bits that just cracked me up was the—I uh, don't remember what the award was for. That—that's part of the, that's part of the problem with having some some good bits as you're like, I just remember the bit. I don't even remember who won or what it was. But um, they had a Muppets bit. That was just hilarious. It was the science scientist and uh, Beaker. Oh, Doctor Honeydew. Yeah, Doctor Honeydew and Beaker had a bit um, that involved the goose from Goose Game. So (gasps) it was pure gold. Like if if you need to go back and watch this morg, like it's I was cracking up laughing. I have no idea who won that award or what it was for, but it was hilarious then they made a funny joke called untitled beaker game and it's beaker into the goose's uh shoes for that game and it was very well done like clip i don't know if it's an actual game or not i don't think it is but uh it was pretty good (laughs) um so like they had some good stuff around Some of the awards that they actually did. But sometimes they just rattle off a bunch of awards. Like, here's the nominees and the winner is this. Here's the nominees and the winner is this. Like, there was a point where they did, like, four or five of those in a row. Keely just, the nominees for this, this, this. Some of them, I'm okay with that happening. Like, best esports and best esports event. Best esports game. Like, stuff like that. Um, Which, I don't know. That's Even though, like, if that is okay with me i think in general that shouldn't be happening even though i don't really care for that category i don't think that should be happening to any category um
1: like why are they rushing through these awards if other ones have these big long meandering speeches by like reggie or whoever like what's the point of giving award speeches if you can't even present the awards that don't
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know, and I don't know. It feel it di- it feels in some ways arbitrary. Like I say, like I feel like RPG is such a, despite the term, such a you know popular category of games that you would get more out of that. But no, like <laughs> um, <laughs> I love how Be- uh, like even, has
2: got like a VR headset on his head. This is amazing.
0: Oh yeah the the super glue headset. Yeah, that's what they call it. Um. <laughs> um. Like it's it's such a mix and match of like when the some of the awards are really good and some of them they're rushed through and that kind of stuff. Um. At the uh, at the end, um, spoilers for those who didn't watch, I guess. But the winner of like game of the year is always that one is always a really cool one because they do this. Ma- they use the uh, orchestra. They have a game award orchestra. And they taught they do a medley of all the the themes from every game up to that point, point. and a lot of people, a lot of people are expecting Death Stranding to win, and what it ended up being was Sekiro, and that that surprised me because like Sekiro was in a lot of categories but wasn't winning a lot of them, and I was like okay cool, I feel like Sekiro had a pretty darn good art direction, and then I don't even remember what won. But it's not like that had a bad art direction either. Yeah. I was just like, okay. <laughs> um, oh, Death Stranding won the uh, the best music. Performance. Yeah. And performance. Well, I could see the performance thing because that's, with that guy, you know, like, that was pretty, I don't know. That was one of the big things they focused on in that game uh, for sure, but...
1: No, but the protagonist didn't win. It was like Mads Mikkelsen, the weird tank guy. Well, because the, the, the tank protagonist
0: guy. is largely silent. That's part of it. <laughs> From what I hear, I didn't play that game, but... Sekiro? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Death Stranding. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, no, and Sekiro, the protagonist, talks almost as much as anyone else. Yeah. It's not... Um, but yeah, you know, they're not up for performance on that. Sekiro won game, you know, game of the year, and I was like, wow, that was cool. That's what I voted for because, like, out of those, like those, that's the game I had the most fun with. Don't get me wrong, I love Smash Bros, but like, it's not one of my favorite games. It's not. I'm not super super into it. I'm not super Smash Bros into it. Um. <laughs> uh, but. I was just like, it was like, "Wow, okay, cool, that won." But then at that point, they also n- announced that it also won like best like action adventure game, and so like all the other things that were with that just sort of got to go like, just like the RPG category just got fell by the wayside. It felt like, mm. and I was just like,
1: They it really couldn't have fit it in three and a half hours. They're really pressed for time."
0: I mean, yeah, it was pretty long and they did a lot of things. They had a lot, like, it wasn't just the commercials though. It was like the reveals, the interviews, and all that kind of stuff. Like, it was just, it, it was long, but I enjoyed most of it. The only time I really tuned out was during some of the commercials. And even some of the commercials were reveals in themselves. Um, sometimes. Um...
1: So, um, one of the better parts of the whole thing was the, uh, I guess, trailer reveal for uh, Ghost of Tsushima that had been teased in the mm-hmm. state of play earlier this week. Um, and it was, uh most of the trailer was sort of like a story trailer yeah. mixed with like uh, cinematic gameplay shots, but I liked the montage at the end of it because it kind of really showed a very diverse environment in this game. Yeah. Which is not really something we've seen from Sucker Punch doing mostly cityscapes yeah. in their past games. This is um, this definitely
0: feels like their, you know, current magnum opus, their current, like, biggest effort they've ever done.
1: Yeah, because it's been literally since 2014 and it's to have been a six-year in development game by the time it launches. hmm Over six years. Um, well, I mean, I guess if you... Don't count for a slide. But anyway mm-hmm. the um just they showed a great uh like this really vibrant uh green field of a blue sky that looks like looks like a like a screenshot from Okami if Okami had modern day oh, graphics. Ooh snap um <laughs> <laughs> Morg? What what's going on?
0: He's just saying oh snap about modern day Okami.
1: Oh. Well, no, that's what I mean. It looks like Okami K19. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they also showed, like, it looks, it looks like peat bogs, a lot of grassy fields and meadows and things that can show their grass graphics and, like, snowy places and burnt out, like, ashy places. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was really impressed by was it's not like these are... From what I can tell, it's not like these are uninteractive environments. Like if you see like a building somewhere, you can climb up on the eaves of the building, and there's even cliffs seemingly that you can climb on. Yeah. Uh, so the environment is like interactive. It's not just you know like uh uh mass produced. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It actually uh, <laughs> I I got this game and Sekiro really confused when they were you know kind of kind of revealed around the same time. I feel. Um. Or close.
1: Well, Ghost of Tsushima is the one that looks better. <laughs> That's the way to tell them apart. Because from software games, they always look kind of... Yeah, no, it's... A couple years old. It
0: definitely looks better, but um, that same stuff is in Sekiro also. Um,
1: well, yeah, because it's, it's feudal Japan, yeah. so... Um, yeah, I was just really excited by... It. Also, they showed, like, wildlife in one of the scenes from the trailer. Uh, which is always, like, important, because you can't just have, like, a dead map in an open-world game. You have to have some sort of ecology, or else it doesn't sell itself. It just feels like a like a simulation. Right. And very static, in a way. Yeah. Um Sure can feel that so way. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's obviously just a trailer. We'll have to see how the game pans out, but that trailer uh made me a lot more excited for Sekiro than than just the the sort of like more graphical or story Mm. sequences we'd seen prior.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, it looked, it looked pretty cool. I don't have any interest in playing it. I didn't really have any interest in Sekiro when when it was revealed either. Um, I ended up just picking up Sekiro on a whim, honestly, because I was so, I've been so disenchanted with the, the souls blood, you know, bloodborne and souls games, uh, before I just, I didn't like any of them since Demon Souls, so <laughs> uh,
1: like. Well, it's a it's a big change for Sucker Punch having made because I played all their superhero games, mm-hmm. so to for them to like eschew all of that, and it doesn't even look like it doesn't even look like you have like shadow magic or whatever. It looks like you're straight up like down to like ninja tools and weapons. Yeah, uh, in the new game. So for them to eschew all of that, uh, I mean, with sort of the the trajectory Sony first-party games have gone on, like I have to imagine uh, they found something that was worth it um, instead of uh, the sort of more fantastical mm-hmm. elements.
0: Yeah. It looks like... I don't know what you're going like, to... It looks like they were basically purely a warrior out of skill, but they do talk a little bit about him defying the odds and, and stuff within the trailer itself um, for Ghosts of Tsushima, where they talk about him being the ghost because he was basically should have died on the beach or something. So there might be some fantastical elements, right? I think to that's it, like, but that might just be more. I think about they're. I think they're implying
1: that he like. Uh, sorry, I think they're implying that he evaded death rather than. Because it is sort of nebulous with all the, like, shadowy CG stuff in the trailers. But I think it's like he evaded death. He's more of a battlefield legend rather than, like, a like he is a ghost with, like...
0: Yeah, and that's what I was saying. uh, Necromancy. It might just be, you know, sort of the legend of how he became. Now he's the ghost or whatever instead of being fantastical. Yeah, I, I could see it going either way, but we didn't see anything of the fantastical element. Just pure... Sword through flesh. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I don't. The last thing that that I really wanted to touch on on this um, was the the speech by Reggie, and there's a reason. <laughs> the, so Reggie was uh, um, up there as Reggie, as the former representative of Nintendo America, and you know that kind of thing, where. He wasn't up there for Nintendo. He was up there to talk about indie games. And indie, uh, indie games is something he's obviously very passionate about, um, given his speech. Um, now, he stretched a, a little bit of logic saying that everyone was an indie, indie game developer at some time. It's a bit of a stretch because I'm pretty sure Miyamoto was already working at Nintendo when he came up with the games. And so I don't really think you know he was ever really an indie game developer, but you know what whatever right like it, the idea he was trying to get came across um it was there's a, there's a, there's always like one of these really big drawn out speeches that it in the end it's like it actually felt like kind of what they're going for with his award show uh to me at least right it's it's a very
1: cuz that's more Oscars style <clears throat> do what that's more Oscar's style. Yeah. Like sort of what they're emulating with the whole thing.
0: Well, I don't think they're uh, they're just te- I don't feel the disingenuous what they're saying though. And I don't I don't feel that way about the Oscars either. You know, like they're Reggie was there because he was passionate about games. Like he doesn't have to be back there. He's not employed by anyone, you know, in in the gaming industry anymore. Um
1: he stepped Right, but there's with that sort of presentary style, they're they're aping the Oscars. They're trying to adopt that sort of Um, format uh
0: i don't know because more ads one one of the i don't agree with you there at all because i feel this was a genuine feeling it wasn't him trying to i feel like he took more time than he was supposed to (laughs) based on the energy in the room at first but then you know they're like okay he's he's doing a thing uh like he's 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 like really you know He's, he's really means this. I, I think that that was sort of the energy there. Um, the other thing, like there's th- most years have at least one or two of these speeches where it's like just pure heart. I, uh, even though people made fun of him, the guy who did, um, I don't remember his name, but he's, he's like, fuck you Oscars, uh, <laughs> the game awards two years in a row. I, the past two years.
1: Um, Which is another good indication that the Oscars weighs heavily in that person's mind.
0: <laughs> well, but this was, uh yeah it was a guy talking to keely about his game uh because they were just so excited um but also when greg miller i think year two of doing this uh greg miller won the uh best content creator or people choice or whatever uh, and he had that speech about it was it was a really good speech about we're here for the developers this isn't my award this is you know everyone else's award like Obviously, that sounds very blown up and very Oscar-like. I get it. most, of, But it is, they are both awards show, and I feel like that's going to happen. Um, I feel that, that Reggie was actually coming from a place of, like, he actually believed in this because he didn't have to be there. Like, ha- seeing Reggie sitting there in the camera pan, I was like, oh, Reggie's here. Oh, that's cool. And then behind him is sitting Ninja, which is kind of funny also. <laughs> and Ninja presented an award, too. Um, so like it was a best multiplayer game is what Ninja presented so uh, which I don't remember what won that I think it was Apex actually no it won best ongoing
1: I don't know anyways like I just I mean, keep in mind these are all Los Angeles award shows it's like literally physically the same place it's
0: true yeah
1: same culture
0: so I don't know I felt like Reggie's speech was pretty awesome like uh, it's pretty awesome to hear because like we all talk about indie games how they're kind of bucking trends a lot of the time and you know, like they're important to the industry. And I think he, that that's basically what he was saying is like, they're very important to the industry because triple A's. Yeah. We buy most of those and we know they can do some great things, but like we get innovation, we get new ideas from indie games. And that's why, you know, a lot of people really fall in love with them. Like, you know, undertale, as much as I don't really care for undertale, I think undertale did some great things. Uh, you know, we talked about Hellblade earlier. Hellblade was very awesome. <laughs> like, And, you know, like, a lot of the times, the games for Impact, the, the category they have, are mostly indie games. Like, uh, it's... I don't know. I was, just, I was just very on board with what he was saying. It was pretty awesome. So, if you're gonna watch a speech, uh, first watch the... <laughs> first watch the, uh, the the Muppet bit, and then watch Reggie... <laughs> Um, so they,
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that's also sort of a stereotype too that like AAA games don't innovate because they do. If you get outside of like Nintendo, who's like very Ninten- sort of adheres to a style with their with their franchises. I
0: feel that they innovate in different ways. Well, I
2: mean, they innovate. In- they are quite the genius finding ways to be able to sell people cardboard for seventy dollars. I mean, you gotta. Give that you was credit. pretty
0: innovative, though. They innovative for games, right? That had already been a thing. The sort of kinetic learning, um like that, had already been a thing a long time. But integrate that with video games, I feel that was pretty creative. They do some really creative stuff. They just don't, you know, they don't. They're not creative in the same way as as other triple A games, right? Like they use the same characters to play in different roles, like actors. And Miyamoto's talked about that several times. Where, like, I I don't know. There's just different ways to innovate. I don't think like games like I don't know. Luigi's Mansion 3 is very innovative, but I feel the original one was, in some ways.
1: It was... Right, but yeah, that's the thing, is their new IPs can do new things, but, like, a lot of their series are very safe. Um, like, you're not gonna get a radical departure from, like, Mario Kart or Smash Brothers, because they have to make money. Um, what? but, like, something like, I think the main series of Mario has a bit more leeway. Mm-hmm. With, like, the crazy, like, possessions mechanic in um,
0: the last one. Yeah, Odyssey, yeah.
1: Or Flood, (laughs) infamously.
0: (laughs) Oh, one of the things I I wanted to mention during the the awards part, and I forgot about this, is the the, uh, Family Game Award usually has a lot of Nintendo games, but never entirely dominated by Nintendo until this year. Every game in that category was a Nintendo game. Even Keely made a joke about it when he was announcing. He's like, "I like Nintendo's odds in this one." And Luigi's Mansion Three won that one, and I was really surprised. Like, I want to play that game, but um, I you know, that was up against uh, Smash Bros. Even, and I felt like Smash Bros. Because that's where I feel like it's not necessarily a a popularity contest. Sometimes people like actually legitimately think about these categories at times. Because like Smash Brothers is has to be more popular than Luigi's Mansion 3. There's no way it isn't. So, <laughs> I don't know where, where to where to sit on that one. Um, so, did, did you guys have any other thoughts about the Game Awards, or, or did we get to the Red Dragon?
2: I'm ready to move on to the Red Dragon.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Safi Jeeva released last night uh, fully, so we can fight him in Iceborne, uh, which is also named the Red Dragon, which I like that name better than Safi Jiva, but that's because I'm a D&D nerd and he looks like a Red Dragon.
1: Um, well, you mean the quest's
0: called that? It's one of his titles. They call him the Red Dragon, but yeah, the quest.
1: Oh, wait, literally, I thought he was like the Emperor or something.
0: I mean, lots Weird. of monsters have lots of different titles, like, <laughs> um, so, uh, how like so? I didn't get to kill this thing yet. I'm bar- I've fought it three times and barely got any rewards level because uh, I had no one to play with and couldn't find people to play with at the times that I was able to play.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's like hell of you can't really make any progress unless you join an online hub. Right. Um. So and had to have a full party of four like you can't i even did like duos and you make like zero progress if you do two player hunts because it's scaled for full party yep and that's what we tried my brother and i tried
0: two hunts today we actually progressed in the first one but then it didn't do anything in the second one so that felt pretty terrible um so how how much how about you morg how much did you get to do, Mark? Um,
2: I've managed to get four hunts done, and I managed to successfully kill, I think, two of them. Um, another one okay. fled. Um, oh, no, wait, no, I must have done, like, five rounds because uh, I think there were two of them that we failed in miserably. Um, one of them mm-hmm. I decided I was going to go um, using my um, Absolute Cheese build with a heavy bow gun. It was, it's a Clutch Claw attack build that uses... Um, uh, frostcraft and crit draw attacks to deal like f- anywhere between like 5 to 700 damage a pop um but uh yeah i found out very quickly that uh you don't really get a lot of recovery time and his beams will do so much damage to you like even when you're holding on to the head or even as you're just getting off of it after the big blast um the chip damage mm. is just insane um yeah when uh when it fled um I was with I think um two other people one of them ended up dropping out and then it was just uh it was just the two of us hammer bros just you know walloping the crap out of its head the best that we can with cats you know providing support healing us mm-hmm. um the yeah the only times where you can actually succeed in killing it in either your first or second rounds is if you have a party of 4 um and um, the first one, I think it was oh, what was I running? I can't, I can't really remember. I think I was running a hammer, and then uh, the second one, I was running a bow. And um, you find out pretty quickly that bow is trash against it. I mean, you won't get hit as much, but you're not putting any damage. Really? In. <laughs> like you can probably do like maybe 50 damage if you if you're hitting the wings and you're going for like all the deliberate weak spots, like all the places that you'd want to hit. Like, I was... I, w- I wanted to break the wings as best as I could, but, I mean, I wasn't getting them. Um, everybody else is focusing on everything else. Not even
1: Pierce Bow?
2: Um, yes. Pierce Bow didn't... doesn't really uh, give you a lot of opportunities to be able to hit hit him, because he moves too quickly, and by the time that you get your Dragon Piercer ready, like, he's already moved out of the way. Um, so, I mean, like...
1: Hmm. That's weird, because I remember... Bo was crazy. Yeah,
2: Zenojiba um is a little bit bigger and doesn't really move around half as bad. Um, I mean like,
1: yeah,
0: this one's very mobile in comparison. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Jiva is like a little bit smaller and is a lot more mobile and extremely aggressive. Like, um, there are very very small windows for being able to attack him because like after he's finished an attack, he immediately goes into another attack and. He likes to mix things up by either, you know, going for a bite, blasts or kicks or a stomps like mm-hmm. huge variety of attacks. And it's it's actually really hard to predict. Like I've been watching um, other people's playthroughs and people who are, you know, considered and I put this in air quotes, professional hunters have been actually getting clobbered pretty darn hard by this guy because he's so hard to predict. Um, really fun hunt, but holy crap, is it hard? You, you need four players to know what they're doing. Yeah,
1: the... Um, it wasn't hard, I think, for me when I had a good mm-hmm. group, um, but, like, it was funny after playing the reconquest quest where he drops the the, the uh, Sapphire of the Emperor uh, special move and he's like, the di- screen's shaking, but, like, you have a lot of time. <laughs> um, like, going into the the final hunt, like, even on the second level... He just, like, uh, starts blasting the ground with blue fire and, like, immediately starts the animation to drop the, star- yeah. the sapphire. Um, and it was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> run. <laughs> Did I get behind? But that was so well done, because my friend uh, explained something that I was not able to notice. Um, the haptic feedback uh, will tell you if you're in a safe zone, so there's no guesswork with the angle. To the uh, mm-hmm. the crags that you block yeah. the impact with, right? If you stand, it's rumbling. Uh, if you're in the path of it, and if you stand behind them, it yeah, stops exactly. rumbling. So it's like not—it's like really good feedback, like the last. Not last... only that,
0: but the visual cue of the the sort of like the blue tendrils of flame, sort of like pulsating off of you. You actually won't see that like buffeting you either. Um, you actually see it, very right? Yeah, visually. it's just a little bit. That and there's
2: kind of
1: it's just a little bit hard for me to discern because, like, there's a lot of overlapping particle yeah. effects.
2: Um, I was also going to say that, um, yeah, there's also kind of, like, um, sort of, like, a, a small shadowy kind of, like, triangle that kind of forms if you're, like, in the just the right angle. Um, right. But, um, oh, and this was something that's really cool. After those rocks are blown up and um, if you get into the third area and it uses its uh, concentrated uh, beam, like, after absorbing... Uh, energy out of the ground um the rocks that come falling down those will provide shelter for you but they're actually um scattered in random spots so like for each time that you fight it they may be placed in a completely different area so you know um you have to you have to keep your eyes right. open for that and um I've also found out that you have to do a lot of damage to it like you, you almost have to play greedy in the sense that like you know what you're going you know what you're doing but you have to put in a deliberately high amount of damage so then that way you can get them to absorb um, energy out of the ground or otherwise um...
0: yeah you, you have to play risky you can't you can't play
2: it safe no. yeah, cause...
1: or otherwise yeah he'll just there'll be no crags that spawn and yeah. that ability yeah, and he'll kill just you use all like... and one, one yeah, blow Emperor
2: Sapphire. and then yeah there's no rocks to cover your back and you're like oh great I guess we're all dead
0: Right. I saw a, a, a decent <laughs> Twitter clip by uh, Band Lagiacris on Twitter where he did the Sapphire Star attack, blew away all the cover, and then, like, I don't know, one Inset Glaive combo later, he went back, immediately back into it and carded everybody because there was no cover.
2: It's absolutely brutal.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like And, um, Dubin or Yuri. Uh, from Capcom, uh, PR has also commented on this he said, uh, I won't tell you what to do, but it's not a bug. Right. (laughs) He's saying like, there's, there's a trick to it that he wants us to figure out.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people are debating on how, (laughs) which apparently, uh, also dodgeable by the, uh, the final fantasy jump emote.
1: I've heard mixed things on that. Uh, some people saying it would, some people saying it wouldn't.
0: Um, apparently the window for it's a lot smaller than, which was already pretty small with Behemoth, yeah. but apparently the window is just a lot smaller, is the problem.
1: Yeah, it's probably, it's probably better, because it's not, like, hard like it is with the, um, comets, you don't have to, like, protect them mm-hmm. anymore, so I think you just have to focus on damage, and that's, like, a pretty safe way of mm-hmm. cover. Yeah. Um, um, this is a weird hunt for me, because it's, like, it's very much scaled like Kulhtaroth, but it's also a lot shorter than Kulhtaroth. Like, every instance of it has a 20-minute time limit.
2: Yeah. Wait, whoa, whoa. Like, 20 um, minutes and for like, each level? Because I thought it was just 20 minutes for, like, the entire hunt. It is 20.
0: No, for... yeah, Every. I'm saying every oh, instance of yeah.
1: a quest. Like, you cannot enter a full quest with, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Which which um, is in line with the so old that,
0: elder dragon mechanic that they used to give you four chances to kill it.
1: Yeah, like how you could repel like yep. them, and then like the damage would carry over. Yep. But you didn't like have to repel them. It wasn't like balanced so that like you would be screwed out of killing them the first shot.
0: No. <laughs> but it's similar.
1: Like I think Cole had like a soft time limit because she would just retreat. Yeah. But um that's that's a weird here thing here too because i've like you know the first hunt when you're not supposed to be able to win yeah like i've done that and i've gotten like oh it's retreating uh go back to base we'll we'll catch it next time and i've also got done that where the first stage and it goes like uh time's up mm mm-hmm. and like you fail the quest but you still get like You don't get rewards, but you still get, like... uh, You lower the energy in the the levels of the secluded Mm -hmm. valley. Yeah. Um, And you can still, like, set yourself up for, like, a, a final version of it. But, like, I don't know why there's a difference between it retreating because of the time limit and you failing because of the time limit.
0: It must be a damage threshold that we don't really see. That's my only guess.
1: Yeah, like... But, like, I thought the... the Because w- when you damage it, it, it cycles... It drains energy from the ground. It glows white like that. But, um... I thought it was supposed to, like... I thought that would just correlate to the... Draining the energy from the levels. And you just drain less energy if you didn't do more damage. So, like, there's some, like, un- nebulous thing to it that isn't in the tutorials.
2: I think the, uh... No, it's...
0: It's... <clears throat> it's fairly complicated as far as cause like I, I said, so I've only done two real attempts at this. Right. So I attempted it by myself last night cause no one was on to play. And I was just like, you know, I don't play with randos. I don't like playing with randos. Uh, it's actually my biggest problem with this. Cause like, I actually had a problem with this with cool day. It's like, yeah, fine. You're wanting me to engage with, with the larger online community to get this done. But nothing else in the game requires you to do that, and for me, that's a pretty
1: can't say yeah, that anymore.
0: <laughs> pr- <laughs> until Kulve, that was true, right? Any monster is soloable. period. Up until coolve um, this I had the same problem with Gogmazios and Four Ultimate, where. And that was even harder because like you had to get a 3ds online i actually had to change my network settings on my router to get my 3ds to go online and to, when that happened like <clears throat> not that i don't know how to do that being you know a programmer myself but like it's it's not something that i enjoy so like yes i like hunting with other people but i like hunting with friends or people i know or you know. like people I can get to know, hunting with randos most of the time is not an enjoyable experience. It's always been kind of like mitigating <laughs> mitigating the headache of pay- playing with people you don't really necessarily want to play with. Mm-hmm. And I don't enjoy that. And I don't enjoy kind of being forced into doing that if I want to get this done. Like, So I was pretty frustrated with it. And then my brother and I tried it and we couldn't do it, just the two of us. So... I almost shelved monster hunter completely today. Like I almost been like, Nope, this coming out, I'm done. Cause I don't really enjoy, uh, doing this. And it, like, um, like it was, I was pretty, I was pretty upset with it today. Cause like I only had like a couple hours to play and like no one else could get on that the, you know, that I saw, which is fine. People have their own lives, but that means that like when I play pretty late nights, um, You know, because I have to because of my schedule and that kind of stuff. It's like, my only choice is to play with random people. And I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy that whatsoever, one bit. And, yeah, it's supposed to be a siege monster, but I don't...
1: (laughs) Why? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of annoying that they, like, voice this sort of, like, uh, limited scaling on us. Like the way to do it or the way you have to do it if you want to actually beat it is um like take your like turn off voice chat in the game, make a PSN party or Xbox Live party or whatever with that sort of party level voice chat. Yeah. And like join a a larger hub and like have people fill the empty slots in your party and just chat amongst your friends. Yeah. Within that Mm -hmm. sort of hunt. Yeah. Like even if you had four, you'd kind of had to if you wanted well, I actually haven't tried it with full party for just like only four people in the entire hub.
0: Right. So like it's it's frustrating. It's that 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 to me is the biggest frustration of this fight. Um, you know, in the execution of it. Um, on top of the fact that I'm not a big fan of the weapon implementation. Period. Um, I'm still, and, and it seems that like. I haven't got the weapons because obviously I haven't finished it, but like from what I've seen, it's like, yeah, why would you farm any other weapon at this point? And that still irks me. That's still...
1: No, they're not as powerful as you thought. They um, When you have like you see something like Pink Raffian, whatever the set bonus is called, the way that works is it's only one point of that. So you can replace, it gives you flexibility, you can replace one point of... Or one piece of Pink Rathian gear to get that set bonus. But you still have to use the other pieces. On top of the weapon um, specifically. Um, yeah, no, this is this is on the yeah. Awakened Weapons. Uh-oh. And you can only have one set bonus uh, point on your Awakened Weapon. The rest has to be element or. See, I didn't even know about or the or set sharpness. points.
0: I didn't even know about that. And that makes it even worse. Like, what the hell? <laughs> that's like Lunastro so It is opening up
1: new options for, like,. No, it's not that. What I'm saying is that it's one point of a set bonus. So you'll have, like, if you have a three piece set bonus, when you had head, chest, and waist, now you can just do head and chest and this weapon. Mm hmm. So it's like opening up a little bit of leeway yeah. there.
0: But it's all funneling into one weapon. All these build diversities are funneling into one monster and one weapon.
1: Well, you haven't beat the hunt yet, so you don't really know. I mean, All right, that's kind super of a that strong. I'm going to call you
0: on it. That's that's not a good. I know what's going on with this fight, right? I know what's I've seen the weapons. It's not like I didn't know about that, right? But the point is still the same. It's still farming one monster for one weapon. <laughs> like it's insane. Like why like why is this such a high tier? It like,
1: the way that because it's not you like you don't know what you're talking about it's not super unbalanced to start with at least that's not what i'm roughly in line at all that's not what
0: i'm hearing at all and i'm this is like multiple people i've been checking this out i i would have loved to finish it but i couldn't and that's part of what's been frustrating me about this i would have loved to be able to finish it and come out here and say yes or no or that kind of stuff but i'm you know other people on twitter other people i have been talking to a lot of people are saying like why would you farm anything else at this point I've seen that a lot. And that kind of frustrates me. Again. Like, I don't... And it makes me even want to fight this thing even less. And it makes me want to put down the game. Like, I was just like, why would I... Like, why do we funnel into one monster for for Endgame? Like, why is this such a big push? And I didn't like that for Kulve. And Kulve did that... And, like, on top of all of this... On top of all of this, this is a limited time event. So now, like there's downtime where you're not farming for this i guess you could do the other things that you know you could do like crown hunting or you know getting the rest of your armor up and upgraded with you know like the guiding lands but i really feel like they should have done something else to these weapons to 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 encourage farming other monsters also so you know we one of the ideas that I had, I and was, I was just talking it over with a friend today, um, what if they had done, instead of... Okay, you get you get the weapon, right? But instead of these random rolls, like we get with Kulve, I get it. They want you to keep hunting it. You get the random rolls for the different elements and statuses on the weapons. What if, instead of doing that, you had to get, um, like, the plates, or the, the the mantles, or, you know, some other rare items from other monsters. So, like, you need the lightning one. You need the nerve and the mantle from Zenogar and Rajong to get the lightning. Or you needed, like, Bracadius mantle to get the blast. You know, stuff like that. Like, they could have done something where it's not all funneled into one monster. <laughs> it just seems very it's a bottleneck and it, like, it's so weird to have at the end of the game
2: i think
1: how the weapons are actually well the i was framework. gonna say is
2: i think the reason that they didn't do that is because then after those people would have gotten those weapons they would have deviated from doing that online big event where you had to have 16 people four groups of four hunting that you know that big siege monster because then they would have been like well I've got all the stuff that I need from the siege, all I gotta do now is just go into the guiding lands and then grind a little bit, or do an investigation and stuff like that, and then they would go off and do their own thing, and then whoever was new that, you know, decided to join into that online hub, whatever it was, and wanted to do that, um, that big siege quest, well, all the people that have already gotten everything that they need from that, they're not doing it anymore, so they don't have any help to get it's, anywhere with that. You would
0: still need to upgrade the weapon, right? You would still need to get the materials to do all the different arguments, mm-hmm. right? You got, like, what, five arguments, and they got to level up those arguments. You're still going to be doing Safijiba. I am not about, like, the base weapon, where it's, you know, lightning, fire, ice, like, all that stuff. Just the base weapon could have used parts from other monsters. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you could have done, like, the the... Point trade to get those parts, anyways, and circumvented it. But at least it drives. Hey, maybe we have to care about some other monsters at some point, right? Now it's
1: yeah. There's there's a lot of grinding in Iceport, though. Like the entire end game system forces you to replay the entire game over by grinding new monster parts from monsters in the Guiding Lands and tempered versions of the monsters in the Guiding Lands. Yeah, like there's a lot of there's a lot of doing every, there's a lot of tasks in yeah. Iceport already.
0: Sure, but, I mean, that's not going to make you fight Beatotis or Gerototus, or, you know, some other monsters, or, I
1: mean, I guess... Well, yeah, because they're the two monsters that are in the Guiding Lands.
0: Exactly.
1: That aren't, like, Zoramagdoros says.
0: Right. But we're now, like, I just, it doesn't make any sense for us to go after one monster now, instead of go what the end game mechanic was, which was Guiding Lands, right? Which was... Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'm glad
1: there's a bit more than just Guiding Lands. Cause...
0: Oh yeah, there's all sorts of stuff you can do yeah. in the endgame, but you know, it takes a long time to level up a Guiding Land all the way. A long
1: time. I like the um, the weapons for Jiva because they're done in a great way where you see the uh, the base version is sort of covered in the skin of Jiva's molted Jivas, as that sort of like scaly red weapon. Mm-hmm. And then you, once you reach a certain level of funneling Dracolite into it, you awaken it, and the weapon changes form into, like, this really cool, um, like, there's, like, eyeballs on a lot of the weapons, mm-hmm. and, um, my friend got the greatsword, which is, like, just, like, a, a claw of Saffy Jeeva. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, one of its, it's, like, sort of like the Rathless great sword, where it's, like, just part of the monster.
0: I don't remember what the weapon was, but there used to be... Was a dual blades or was a sword and shield it used to be one it was just Leo shun's claw also
1: right that's cool like the way the weapons work is, is there any element right so mm-hmm. they'll have glowing elements on them like within the sort of red scaly up your uh, visage mm-hmm. um, and that weapon will it'll glow like purple for poison or violet for dragon mm-hmm and, um, you know, etc. So it sort of, like, complements the look of the weapon with, like, a different thing per, per element. Okay. So, like, I really liked it when they did that in Generations, with the, um, Obsidian, the base gear. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, super powerful by the end, but, like, um, it was, like, this, like, um, very Paleolithic, uh, stone... Like set of like the great sword, and once you like upgrade it to the obsidian version of that, um, you see this sort of like uh, frond fossil, like appear on the great sword in iridescent reflective colors, and the whole thing turns black. Yeah, um, it's like silver and black sort of aesthetic, and I like that they're sort of like continuing that sort of theme. Okay. <clears throat> oh, um, the actual fight, um. The third level was the sort of one we didn't see from the uh, trial quest, yeah, recurring quest. Right. Yep, and it was—it <laughs> was kind of a twist, right? Because there, nothing about this monster is green fire. It's just that's just the environment here it has gas that burns, and hurts it. <laughs> just, if you trap oh, it yeah. into it,
2: oh my gosh,
1: it, they kind of trolled us a bit. Yep. Yeah. And um, like everybody
2: is like, oh my god, it's a new black dragon, and we're like, oh god, (laughs) we're looking at this thing. We're like, this thing is red. It's (laughs) like the Dr. Seuss uh, rhyme: one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, old fish, new fish. That pretty much fits the Jiva line.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's weird because like when you look at the picture they teased with. Like, it looks, like, greenish-grayish-black, because that's the thing, if you're only fed one color of light, everything in that light is going to look sort of that color. Yeah. Um, and, like, uh, they did a great thing with, um, because the big technological, like, set piece with Zenergiva was, of course, the, the light coming out from within its skin, right? And that's why they had it all, like, completely mm-hmm. see-through. Um... But here it's like more of like a clear hide. So like when it's charging breath attacks, um it'll its neck will glow up with the sort of like uh dragon energy. And when it um enters its um uh, like supercharged state, super yep, critical right. state, um like Xenogiva does, um, in the final phase, um, its chest will glow and you'll see like between the scales little beams of light like, filtering out. I like it's such a cool effect. I thought.
2: The constellation look that you can see, like, peering through, like, the wings, that's really awesome as well. I like that.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah. It's part, part and parcel with when it's absorbing energy or this is yeah. for critical state. Okay.
0: Um, so, uh, <clears throat> obviously, this is a very close to what Kulvek off did as far as like the everyone helps each other get it up levels uh, especially reward levels and that kind of thing uh, I thought it was interesting that the they actually show you the energy of the levels going down as you progress um, I only got level 1 to
1: right because Kulve was just like an amorphous like hunt energy kind of thing yeah it wasn't like grounded in the world it was,
0: it was sort of like building up and you didn't really know, it's just like, okay, we're just sort of leveling something up. It's like some sort of, you know, um, amorphous RPG mechanic of leveling up this ability or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the way that it actually shows that it decreases the energy sap, sapped up by that area is pretty cool. Um, it kind and it, I think at certain levels it's how many less times that it can suck up energy out of that area. um, now granted, like I said, I only got to do two fights and it only really decreased level 1 um, because we just we couldn't get through it, just the two of us. But um, it's still an interesting way to show progress. Uh, and it shows you all three levels, of course. So obviously when you've depleted all of level 3, you've cornered it and you can finally attempt to kill it. Um, so I thought it was, go- it was a good way to do the kool a Tear Off fight and sort of better represent your progress along the way.
2: Yeah, it's certainly a lot better than having to worry about like that first, what what was it, like 10, 15 minute experience of Roth where you're literally just racing it around the caverns and trying to do damage to it, make it mad and soften its armor. And like it's doing absolutely nothing against you. While with this, the minute that you're in there with that monster, it's fighting you. Definitely, yeah. A def- right. it's definitely a better take on um, a siege fight for a monster. Like, they, they definitely stepped it up. Like, the, uh, I think they took a look at what they did with Cove, and they were like, yep, yeah, I think we can make it better by doing this, 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 and this.
1: That's, uh, yeah. It's definitely... Oh, I, I was oh, going to say
2: that, yeah, they also did the weapons a lot better. Like, there's no stupid RNG where we have to try and get like the highest tier ice charge blade like they had in the past. Now, now everything is just at a base level where all we have to do is just worry about getting the upgrades that we need and just making our own weapons. It's such a step up from what we used to have to deal with. Mm -hmm.
3: Um,
1: It's definitely like... The encounter itself is streamlined, and I don't mean to use that as like a buzzword. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I did like sort of the style of Golfroth, too, of like you sort of had to hunt it through the areas, and it would sort of like it had a lot of different, like, sort of semi phases within that. And obviously the big transformation into uh, 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 Queen Jagras. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I don't know, I just, I guess, I kind of wish you could do it, like, as a way, like, all-in-one continuous hunt, like, from start to finish, like, just the first time through, and have, like, a big, like, meaty, like, 30-40 minute hunt. Because uh, that's sort of, like, I don't know, I think that's sort of, like, uh cathartic, uh, in a way. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, it is obviously the loot systems and the, the sort of time you're spending with this monster is very uh, 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 player-friendly, so to speak. Like they're not making us uh, uh, grind quite as much. Yeah,
2: no, it's basically, like, just 20 minutes of, like, hefty beat-em-up, and then you just go in there, you collect your rewards that you like, and then, yeah, just upgrading what you have definitely a lot more streamlined. Um, so one of the
0: <clears throat> one of the things that uh, they do leading up the quest, of course we get the little story cutscene or whatever, and it's not very much, but <laughs> one of the things that stood out <clears throat> is the Seeker seems to be acting weird uh, during this whole thing. <laughs> and what I noticed, I didn't notice anything you were talking about uh, what you guys were t- saying earlier, but the Seeker has... <laughs> they're like hey let's kill this thing and seeker is like mm, i'm not so sure this is like but it's just an ellipses right It's just three dots but he has this like very pensive look like when you're talking about killing it and i'm like why is he so mm, about killing it um obviously you know hey new monster we don't know anything about kill it is kind of weird but <laughs> um he 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 looked a little fishy and you guys you guys said you saw something else out of that
1: So I think I get, like, what his reaction to that is, because he has this, like, actually a really neat bit of dialogue, like, actually meaning something dialogue, not just like, oh, wow, you're so great, Hunter, Um, dialogue after you beat the whole siege, um, where he has, like, several lines, and he's talking about, he draws, like, a a metaphor between Safi Jiva sapping all energy from the environment and bending the environment around itself to its whim to suit its needs. And, and humans, like, sort of, uh, and, like, I guess you could say humans change their environment to suit them as well. Right. Um, and then he starts to, like, have, like, (laughs) get pretty dark and say, like, I wonder if a monster would ever come along that would, that would seek to destroy us, like, we have destroyed, uh, Safijiba, and to, like, rebalance things, is the idea. Um... And he has a great line where he straight up goes like, um, "I guess I, maybe I'll see you, Hunter once you have departed from me." Reed died, and several more human lifetimes have passed. Maybe I'll maybe I'll bear witness to this. It's like straight up like flexing that he's an elf, Hunter <laughs> <laughs> Elf. And he's gonna like outlive everyone.
0: Yeah, being a
1: Wavarian has like, its wow. perks,
0: I guess. Uh... <laughs>
1: Okay. It's just good because it's like the first like dialogue the freaking seeker has gotten in this entire game. And he had like one line with Zenerjiva gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> and like even when you talk to him, his ambient NPC dialogue is like, "Hmm, I wonder. I, it's good to see you again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good to see that you. you're still kicking." <laughs> um. So so Morg overall, what do you feel about Jiva?
2: Um it's not fatalis um <laughs> i mean uh, no that would have been in weird in terms of difficulty um uh, it it's pretty good like it's a good healthy balance of of difficulty for certainly for four players for two players oh my god there's so much juggling but um yeah for for a four player siege mode um i feel like it's it's definitely a step up from having to deal with uh, a it's kind of got like like fourth phase culturoth level of difficulty, like arch-tempered culturoth difficulty. Um, mm-hmm. um, it, it, I like the fact that it's definitely slimmed down for time, but, um, and, oh, and at the same time that it, um, it's able to regenerate its health pool using the wellspring of, like, um, energy that it uses from its environments, that's pretty awesome. Um, the armor, um, I don't think that we touched on that. Um, there's a uh, set bonus that comes with it that um, oh, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's such a bizarre um, bonus ability. When you have your weapons drawn, you get a bonus to your uh, elements and ailments um, as well as your affinity. But every time that you attack the monster, you lose a little bit of your uh, HP. Like it, it, it gets chipped off. But um, after a certain amount of HP is lost, and then you continue to attack, you start to get that health back. So, (laughs) it's it's kind of weird. Like, it, it kind of encourages people to keep their weapons out, and to, like, be able to play greedy at the same time as being able to just be able to time your dodges and keep your weapon out. And just kind of maneuver around the monster, while never having to worry about putting anything away, and then, like, chugging a potion or using items and stuff like that. Um,
1: Maybe that's the skill that the directors alluded to when they nerfed um, Heroics with Iceborne. I think. As like the speedrun type Probably. skill. Probably.
2: Um, because I've noticed that um, if you get the maxed out version of that um, with the five piece, um, you get 40 affinity, you get 120 ailment, and 140 element. That's pretty significant especially if you're going to be using um like any kind of a weapon that utilizes a lot of element or you know if you if you have a set that uses crit boost which this set has by the way um i don't know why it has uh max might on it it's kind of it's kind of a weird um ability to have because it's it doesn't function as well as it used to but um it's it's certainly interesting, especially with the fact that like the armor like it, it doesn't just have like a really cool um, skin like set skill. Um, it also transforms when you have your weapons out, so it's it's really cool to see like this uh, this suit of armor like when you have your weapons um not drawn out like when they're when they're sheathed it's uh, it's almost like the suit itself is dormant but then once you pull them out it starts glowing and there's like these horns that are distending and then like flaps of skin kind of like start to part out and flake out and whatever and then it glows like really intensely it's it's actually pretty cool like there's a lot of um aesthetic, aesthetic quality to it that um, really surprised mm-hmm. me definitely going to be something to farm the cat armor looks yeah, cool the cat armor is also really cool
1: oh yeah it's like this red dragon yeah. knight <laughs> yeah not surely um so what do you feel so about so i guess our... um I, mean, I think i've probably spoken enough on the fight itself i was just curious like what we thought like could because they're clear. to me they're clearly teasing like a new monster or like a bigger batter monster even with the sort of seekers ominous dialogue. Like
3: Hmm. what
1: do you guys think that could allude to as like, I'm not sure, but yeah,
0: I I think the only, the only thing that they could hype up to this level are two things that have already happened unless they create a new monster. Mm -hmm. Right. So if it's a new monster, it's pie in the sky, whatever they make. Right. I right, think there's yeah. only two things that exist right now in the Monster in the Universe that could stack up, and that would be either Fatalis or Delameter.
2: hmm Interesting. Probably. Oh, I'd love to see a Delameter. That would be so awesome.
1: Oh. You know. <laughs> Uh-oh, what are <laughs> you thinking? He does talk a lot about, like, wiping out humanity mm-hmm. and the environment that humanity has created to suit itself. Yeah, and a monster that does that in theme and in function is Gargmassios, because it literally like devours gunpowder and uses it against humans.
2: Yeah, ooh, that would be a really cool fight to see. That'd be an. That'd awesome be a surprise. Fight.
0: Um, I don't. i see wanted, that happening. I wanted
1: fifth gen Gogmasios so much. Sorry, what were you saying? I don't
0: see that happening. Um, just because they don't—they haven't talked about Gogmazios at all, but they—they've really dropped some hints about Fatalis though. Like, with the 15th anniversary render and everything, like, I, yeah, I see, probably. I, I could see what you're saying about Gog, because um, Gog is a formidable, formidable dragon, mm-hmm. but um I don't really, I don't know, because I haven't felt like they've talked about, of course, you know, I didn't get to this dialogue that you saw, so I didn't, I didn't see it, so.
1: Yeah, it's just good, it's just NPC dialogue that goes like, good gog, and they kind of mimic the fan, uh, speech.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, just one of our Monster Hunter colloquialisms at this point. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I mean, either way, I mean, it kind of, it's funny because with the Seeker, it kind of, like, what he says, it kind of has me thinking of, like, anybody seen, uh, Jackie Chan Adventures? Like, that part where they, like, defeat Shen Du after, like, season one or whatever, and then there's... Like uncle, he just kind of smacks Jackie on the head, and he's like, "You weren't supposed to destroy the demon. Now the world is out of balance. Now there's there's a void, for a <laughs> new, stronger evil to fill." I mean, yeah,
1: there must always be yeah. a listening.
0: <laughs> oh my, oh my God! Well, I mean, that was the whole that was the whole twist about Star Wars, oh. right? You were supposed to bring balance to the Force. Oh
2: wait, he was <laughs> not destroy. He was world. the balance.
1: <laughs> I'll just cut <laughs> off all of your limbs now. i just
2: this volcano to just kind of burn to a crystal. I'm not even going to, yeah. like, I'm not going to, like, give you a mercy killing or anything like that, you know? I'm just going to let you just scream in agony by this river of lava because that's, I care. I
0: feel like that's where the best deal with it meme ever happened is where... <laughs> He's
2: like, no,
0: he's just like on fire, burning up, and Obi-Wan just walks
2: away, freeze frame, sunglasses come down, deal with it. I mean, like, that's gotta be like the biggest dick move that a Jedi could ever do. Just chop somebody's legs off and just leave them to roast by the lava. It's like, why would
1: you do that? It's kinda, it's kinda hedging on. Like,
2: holy shit, man, like, that is... Oh, he
0: was pissed too. You could see it in his face. He's like,
3: Mm-mm. like, <laughs> I'm he out. Should have
2: just like <laughs> stuck like the lightsaber in the guy's eyeball, just like you know, just you know, fry his brain, just kill him there and then, and then you wouldn't have a whole dark Vader problem.
0: I don't think he could have willingly killed Anakin in that way. I don't think he could seeing him burn up from his own actions. Yeah, I could see that happening cuz that's what he did. He's like, "Nope, you did this to yourself. I'm gone." It's pretty brutal, yeah. but that's not him physically stabbing him. There's cuz there's a difference, right? He's like, "No, I've trained you. I've been with you all this time." I could see why he didn't do it like that way. Cuz that's that's just Oh. That's just brutal. Uh, that's just brutal. I don't know. I mean like
1: you know, if you think about it, hunters are the real Obi-Wan, because we cut off limbs and <laughs> set things on fire.
0: I mean, we uh, we cut off tails. If we could cut off limbs, we would, but that's not in the engine I yet. mean, we
2: also, <laughs> like, eat those tails. I mean, like, we make steaks and rations out of them, too, so, I mean, that's, that's pretty yep. intense. I mean, Rothalo's head has been a dish
0: since the original game, so... Oh,
2: yeah, you're right. It has been the big yeah. dragon meat. I always mix that in with a uh, big think, tomato. But I
0: think I think that that's more akin to the hunter gatherer aspect of hunter, you know, monster hunter than, than than us being just like these brutal beast killers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Something that had been floating around in my mind like um. after you just like quoted like Lich King in there. I was thinking like, "Oh my god, imagine if they had a monster that was literally just an undead wyvern." <laughs> that would be so sick. Okay. That would be so cool.
1: Oh, just like just like the undead uh, giants in Game of Thrones, but like the uh, the master or whoever was in yeah. Dondorma, <laughs> the giant one. Yeah. The grand something.
2: Oh, my God, yeah. What was he called? Uh, grand Elder or Grandmaster? The big guy with the tall peanut mm-hmm. head with, like, the weird puppy dog face. Um, yep. Purple suit. Uh yeah, it's I don't think his
0: name's really that important,
2: Morgan. <laughs> We're just gonna have to call him the giant purple Peanut, because, I mean, like, that's that's the only thing that I can think of. He okay. I don't
1: So like I'm I'm glad that they added a new monster and I think like this whole Safi Jiva was like I think it was narratively fulfilling to a son- kind of loose end from the end of Monster Hunter World and I think Safi or Jiva was like a very stunning fight, but um Uh, sort of left uh, uh, sort of a void in a lot of players uh, I know for a fact that Um,
2: my perspective on Xenoshiva isn't going to be a popular one but I felt that it was very alien and it ruined my immersion with it's glowy blue alien (laughs) whatever the fuck you want to call it kind of aspects to it it just ruined it for me I'm like this is not Monster Hunter this is something else
3: Mm.
1: well they sure overcorrected to that thank you Capcom Um, but like the thing of it, so, so like, uh, so Sa- I'm, I mean, I'm say I say that to mean, as I stumble over my words, that Saffy was very narratively fulfilling for me, mm-hmm. um, in terms of closure and things. Um, and I think it would be really cool. Like you're saying, Korchuan, to have Fatalis come in. Cause at this point, Fatalis would be like sort of a Lunastra where they have to redo it completely. I don't think completely, like from, but
0: I, it would need a, it would need a big overhaul for sure.
1: But it would feel very new in terms of, like, oh, yeah. Tigrix comes back and is a Tigrix. I mean, that's what I would assume. Right. But, like, it would be a strange move at this point to add Red Dragon and then Grey Dragon. It would definitely have to be, like, yeah. Black DLC. Dragon,
2: for sure. like, And, like, make him actually black. Like, real black.
0: I mean, he is, he is supposed to be black, right? <laughs>
2: Blacker than the but... blackest black times infinity.
0: I mean, yeah, that's how you know it's HD. But anyways, um, sorry, it's the holdover from my <laughs> Radio Shack days. Um,
1: I'm not sure I want, like, two uh, fantasy dragons in a row. Like, maybe if they do, like, add, like, uh, another monkey next and then add Vitalis. Well, that would make
0: sense. we don't know of anything else at this point. They haven't announced that there is going to be anything else. Um,
1: no, yes, they have. They, they said, like, multiple... More updates plural were coming in 2020.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean monsters. They haven't explicitly said we're getting more monsters. Hell, yet.
2: we got a worm with um, six
0: limbs. Yes,
1: but like every title update has had a new monster so far. Like that's what the numbered ones are, all, are yeah. all new monsters. So far.
0: But they haven't said they haven't explicitly said there's new monsters coming yet. So we don't, we don't know. There's there's a question mark. Yes, the trend says yes, but it's right now a
2: question to be honest i mean like what are we to expect i mean like they've been throwing so much at us that it has been so hard to guess i mean when i was looking at the old everworm i didn't expect it to have wings and front legs and back legs (laughs) and to shoot air beams and i'm like look at that this giant rock golem thing that it looks like a pokemon like it literally looks like graveler and i'm like what the (laughs) hell is that that is not a worm you lied capcom I want my giant snake. Give me my snake.
1: Um. Yeah, it looks more like a more like a. I mean, maybe Pokemon, but like to me, it looked like um that first Colossus in Shadow of the Colossus with the sort of like oh rectangular God, yes. face on the on the big oh my lumbering God, bones. Yes.
2: <laughs> And It certainly fits the theme too, because I mean, you're climbing all over it, and you're like sticking your sword into it, and you know, making it fall over and stuff like that. So I mean yeah, it's Shadow of the Colossus Colossi. Makes total sense.
0: Um so so for me, Safi Jiva is a big question mark still. Um I'm definitely not a fan of the weapon mechanics. Um having still having yet to experience them personally, just from what I've seen it just doesn't look good for me. Um I do plan on trying to kill it at some point, trying to get the people to do so. <laughs> this is gonna be the Hard part still. Uh, My brother and I are both pretty committed to getting it done, though. Um, It's not looking good. I like the fight so far. Um, I like the implementation of it. I think it's a cool idea. Uh, I agree with you, Haru. It's a good wrap-up to the story. But um, to have such a, I don't know, a meta-busting way, the way that I'm seeing it so far, is very aggravating to me. Um, in the same way that Kulve Taroth was. I just wasn't. It wasn't as. I don't know. It seems worse than what Kulve Teroth weapons were for the meta. So. I will see what happens when we get there. But. Um, for now, Safi looks like. Bottom of the barrel as far as like. Monsters that
2: I like. <laughs> uh, but you are into D. I thought it's you were a red dragon.
0: Yeah, not really. The favorite my, my favorite dragons are the black, white and green, honestly. Um the red dragons, yeah. I mean I, they're cool. They have some good ideas but they're the most like
2: traditional classic of any dragon is the great reds no lies yeah the the green dragon is the best for being like the swampy schemers the clever uh, you know conniving swampy they're they're forest dwellers black dragons are yeah i mean i just associate them with swamps because they're green and they've got stinky attitudes towards things Very involved. Oh, dude!
0: But have
1: you considered a dragon with (laughs) lasers?
2: I mean, eye lasers. Yes. uh, That'd be awesome.
1: Depends. Blue fire lasers.
0: (laughs) Um, So I will wait to have final judgment on Safijiva until I actually get to compare the weapons and stuff myself. But hey, I'm not. uh, I'm not very. He's gonna hate it.
3: Uh, He's gonna
1: hate it. It... Oh, there's one I, before I forget, mm-hmm. there's one really cool mechanic with the crags that you can learn cuz you know how Sapachiva's head like really locks on to you. Yes. Like sort of like Behemoth Corvus. Yes, yes does? he will
0: he will lock onto you. I I re- regularly did it when I was fighting him.
1: Or sorry, not the, I don't mean the aggro mechanic. I mean like when he's holy charging like a beam in his mouth yeah. and it's glowing with fire. Yeah, and, he, and he'll follow you. He will. That's what the crags are for. You have to hide behind a crag so you can like it shields you oh, when it yeah, fires. The,
2: okay, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I've literally... Like,
1: they showed in the trailer... Uh, just they showed in the trailer, like there was like some pretty good hit detection with the beams. Like, if you have like a lance player guarding in front of you, and you stand behind them, the laser but will not, hit yeah, them yeah. and dissipate, and you'll be able to continue doing whatever you're doing. Oh,
2: jeez. I've just been timing all my rolls the best that I can and just rolling through everything.
0: Yeah, I have yeah. a pretty high evade window, so like I just wait for it to fire and roll at the right moment, and I, I tend to get out of it pretty easily. But yeah, I see what you're saying there.
1: Hmm. Is Safi Jiva the secret origin or secret culmination of deep down that trailer they showed with that knight hiding behind the wall from the dragon's breath? <laughs> oh my. The answer will surprise you.
0: The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Find out
1: on the next
2: Uh, (laughs) episode of Safi Jiva Z.
1: Find... (laughs) Um, Find out never when Deep Down comes out. (laughs)
0: Um, so... Uh, any any other thoughts with Savvy Jiva? Um, we have one game on what we've been playing outside of Monster Hunter so far? Meh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, I, I've been playing... Um, since I finished Pokemon, I have done everything I want to do in Pokemon. I have a competitive team. They are fully leveled up. They are fully IV'd, EV'd. 100. Done. I've done a few battles, and I'll pull it out when someone wants to battle. But, um, I have moved on to a game that I saw a trailer for on... I don't know where I saw the trailer. Um, but it's Yaga. Uh, and it's it is a... Interesting game about Russian folklore. Uh, And if you're familiar with uh, Hellboy, they had Baba Yaga on um, one of the witch protagonists. Baba Yaga means like grandmother witch, I think. Um, With Baba meaning grandmother, because you actually have a character who is your grandmother, who you call Baba. And then Yaga are the witches. Um, It's an interesting... um, sort of like top-down uh top-down adventure game um where you are a blacksmith who from unfortunate circumstances has lost his hand um so you strap a tool or something to your hand um and then you also have a hammer for your blacksmithing um you're in this little village and the czar of the village um the Russian ruler or whatever um, sends you away with these impossible tasks because you were so unlucky that it, that he's worried that you're going to bring bad luck to him. And it's a, it's a really cool adventure game, sort of exploring things from like another culture. Cause I'm not very familiar with any sort of Russian, you know, fables or lore or anything. The closest thing I have is uh, that my daughter likes to watch Masha's spooky stories and Masha is apparently Russian, um, which has some weird stories that are spooky, I guess. I don't know. It's a kid's thing. But um, the the gameplay is pretty simple. It's, it's very, you know, old 2D Super Nintendo like Zelda or even something along the lines of Goof Troop where you're sort of like navigating this maze-like arena to do various quests and objectives. Um, But it's all based about luck, too. So you have a bar of bad luck, and the more bad things that you do or whatever give you more bad luck. I found out when that bar hits max, Yaga comes out as a ghost and destroys your weapon, and you literally have no weapon. You have to punch things, and there's no way to sort of retreat. You just have to sort of die (laughs) and start over. So you do not want to get bad luck. It is bad um, but you're basically just trying to do quests and just sort of like an adventure game, just sort of get more money and upgrade and level up your gear and find stuff and do quests for people. But it's that different Russian perspective that I find kind of interesting. Um, so like when you start, so you go in town, which is sort of like your hub area, you turn in the quest, you get the rewards, you get your copex, which is your money. Um, and then you like go to leave and then it's Yaga speech or Baba Yaga, which is the big witch or whatever, speaking to these other witches, which is the, like the witches of fate. It reminds me of, uh, you know, in Hercules, they have the three witches that were all sharing the one eyeball. Oh yeah. Past, present, yep, present and future or whatever. Um, so you have a choice anytime you go out or, uh, like okay, so where are you gonna go? Baba Yaga asks one of the asks the witches where did he go next. So it's kind of like they're telling your tale. So you pick like, oh, he went out to the fields to do this quest to find the, the like the farmer's brother, or he went out into the forest to do this quest to find like the missing boy or whatever. Like he so like the different witches are the different they tell they tell the different perspectives, and then you sort of go. You go to this like hub camp area where you sort of rest for the day and prepare for the adventure ahead, and that's where you upgrade your weapons and pick up bread, which I don't know why bread is considered a magical item, but it is, because bread heals you.
1: Well, you see, um, it's because uh, it's a possessed uh, item, and the bread says to you, I am bread. Oh no, not
2: <laughs> I am bread. That terrible game.
1: God, That was a, that was a torture oh, actually. I'm
2: still getting flashbacks um, of Markiplier, just raging at the game. Oh my God. Those were so funny. Is that the
0: one where the bread couldn't get yeah. dirty?
2: You had to make it in toast. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: so there's also a point where um, Baba Yaga then is like, so you have to nap before you go on your adventure to to or something. So not only do the, the the witches tell you, okay, he went to go do this, but they're like, okay. So he goes to sets off on his journey. Did he go in the morning? Uh, did he go in the evening? Or did he go in the afternoon? And it's like, if you go in the morning, he's fresh and he has more energy and he moves faster. Uh, in the midday, uh, his enemies... Uh, his enemies have been out longer, so he hits harder. And in the evening... Um, things are more mysterious and he found better stuff. It's like you get to do these choices of like, Hey, you get to modify sort of what you're doing, like what you can find or how the enemies are in level based on like where the time of day is. And it's, it's kind of an interesting storytelling because Baba Yaga is asking the witches of fate, which one he picked. And it's kind of a cool way to say like, we're kind of like more of like a puppet tier to this character more so than us being the character it's kind of a cool I don't know slightly different perspective I saw on it um the enemies are kind of weird they're kind of like bandits and bears and bees and beetles and like it's just not super like weird there is a couple weird like super like uh there is this sort of like scarecrow like thing if like, a scarecrow had like a deer skull oh um, that a thro- throws it's not a lesson. Uh, or a leshy? they don't, or yeah, they don't think call it a, a leshy
2: or a lesha. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm aware of what that is, especially from The Witcher. This is not, this is not that. At least I don't think they don't, but they don't tell you what things. are I remember
2: either. my sister like um, uh, talking about like how the leshen ties into like Russian folklore and like how it's like supposed to be a spiritual okay. guardian. Um, but yeah, um, it's re- it's, it's relative. It, it may be that.
0: Because I'm I'm more aware of that Nordic myth- mythology and and Nor- like that kind of thing because of because of Witcher mm-hmm. right that's that's all from that area too I guess <clears throat> uh, so it could be a lesson um, stuff like that so there's not really a lot of fantastical monsters there is some weird some sort of weird bloated bug thing that was like gigantic that I fought um, and it was actually cool because you beat it and it's like. Uh, it says, like, please spare me and blah, 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 and I'll help you. And, like, you had a choice to not spare it or to, like, maim it or, like, kill it or something like that. And if you spare it, it gives you a twig off of one of its branches that lets you summon it and help you fight in a battle. Um, and, and to put things in perspective, it was normal for me to float around, like, a 100 kopecks Like, that was a lot of money. Um, cause I hadn't really spent a lot, but it's like, okay. So like a hundred seems like it be quite a bit. This thing by itself was worth 250 kopecks If I sold it, this branch of whatever you gave to me, Ooh. but I was like, Oh wow. That's, that was super valuable. I didn't sell it. I actually had it. And then I actually died for the first time in the game. And then it said, it, it did that sort of fate thing where it's like, Hey, he sort of, you could do this. I died because I lost my hammer. Right. Um, and it was like he crawled back to his base camp because he had no weapon, and he prepared for the next day. Or he had a little bit of fight in the hand, and I guess it means you just stood up and if you were almost done with the fight, you could try again one more time or something. Uh, he had like he last ounce of strength. He got up and kept fighting. Or the 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 yipper whatever thing the yipper thing uh, owed him a favor so he used the twig and I was like I did that it was the first time I died I was like oh I used the twig so it counted as like a full revive like full health and energy and everything and then that thing just came this boss that I just defeated came and wrecked the whole room it was hilarious um <laughs> but like, it was like it's a really cool game uh it's fairly new on I got it on switch um it was like 10 or 15 dollars it wasn't that much um but sometimes they do a sale when something's new to you. I, I don't know if you noticed that, but um, it might have been on sale. Um, but it was it was a pretty cool game. I've been enjoying it. I haven't got to play too much of it because um, I've been pretty busy this week myself. But yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I definitely suggest playing it. Um, especially if you're like me and not very familiar with Russian folklore. Like it's, it's really cool to look at. Um, it's a part of like mythology that We don't often see in the United States here.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: So yeah. That's uh, that's all we we have for tonight. Another pretty long episode. Um, uh, Anything else you guys like to say before we go?
2: No comment at this time.
0: Uh, well, thank you hunters for listening. Uh, this is Fort one. You can catch me at Hunter sub pod on Twitter. Um, and I'll see if I can finally kill Safi Jiva. (laughs) Um, and hopefully, you know, get that done and maybe get back into crown hunting. I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on. So still playing borderlands also, but I didn't really have much to say on that other than I was playing it. We still haven't actually caught up from what we restarted yet. Um, so yeah, uh, that's it for me. Um, I will see you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Haru?
1: I'm at ground on Twitter. And more importantly, Gargmasios is coming for you. <laughs> He's coming for the peasants sleeping in their little villages. <laughs> He's coming, drooling tar from his body raining fire yeah. across their fields, and then a... and he's going to destroy humanity. He will <laughs> also
2: be uh, hanging you up but, by but... your feet and shaking out all the extra pocket change that you have, taking all your milk money, he'll even rip off your shoes, tie them by the laces, hang them over the power line. Yeah, he's a badass mofo.
1: I think more... But he's only going to destroy humanity in the Marvel movie sense where he's about to destroy it for five minutes and then he gets defeated. It and does put a smile happen. on
2: his face.
0: Okay, uh, Morg, where can we find you?
2: An idea. <laughs> well, I'm going to be busy this weekend, so you guys are not going to find me anywhere on social media as of, like, this weekend. Uh, but, um... I have a special sentence. <laughs> <place>. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas, okay? i got to be with some family. But, um, yeah.
0: Uh it's in 12 days. I know, but
2: <laughs> we're celebrating it early, you know. <gasps> 12 days of Christmas, sorry. Go oh, ahead. yeah, yeah. I celebrate Yule, which is like you know Celtic and totally different from Christmas. Filthy pagans that uh you know that we are. Um yeah, you guys uh, can find me at oh. uh, at MorganHay3 on Twitter and mm-hmm. um yeah, just doing the same old stuff as I always do. I'm probably also gonna be on Discord this week, probably DMing Fortuan so I can help him out with the Jiva, because I want to get more of those weapons. I want to get my status hammers, and I want to really just mill the crap out of this monster and just get my stuff. Then maybe go back to Arch-Tempered our, our Ruin or As
0: long as, as, long as you, can, you can take healthy amounts of bitching and
2: ranting about it. I have no problem with that. <laughs> I'm just there to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And busily swirling right. around going, where the hell is all the bubble going? You know what?
0: I know that's not a Duke Nukem quote, but I like to think it's a Duke Nukem quote.
1: <laughs> I always
0: like Serious Sam just a little, a little bit better. Alrighty guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you in the next time.